Blog Talk Radio. My name is Jason. I'm going to be walking you through the next uh, little bit, just um, hopefully giving you some teaching, some nuggets, something that's going to help you move forward in your advocate journey. So you may be new, and you may this may be the first time you're on the call, and you're going, what is this all about? I was told to get on this call by a friend, or I saw it on Facebook. Um, what do I? What is it? What do I do? Well, I want to explain to you what the silver lining is all about. It's kind of a play on words. Silver is the very first pin level in advocate. And a silver income earner is about, earns about $12,500 a year. Now, you may say, well, that's not a full-time salary. It's not. Well, understand this, too, that Advocare is not a plan A business right out of the gate. This is something you're going to do uh, part-time in the discretionary time that you have to build a supplementary income. This is a supplemental business. Even though we do sell supplements, it's also a supplemental business. It's something that you're going to be able to do alongside your current career to generate extra income into the family budget. However, Advocare is such a phenomenal company. The products work and are so powerful that if you give this your time and, and focused effort, focused time over the course of the next six months to two years, or really your time frame, then you're going to have a chance to make some decisions of whether or not you want your plan B to turn to your plan A. Well, it all starts by getting to the silver level. Now, this call is specifically geared for newbies and newbies and brand name silvers. This is designed to help you get from from silver to ruby and ruby and beyond. Before you can ever become a diamond, you've got to become a silver. And there is, there is a great place to be. Okay, and what is silver? A silver earner, a silver pin earner is so is an advisor who generates $3,000 of re, of volume by helping the, underneath the advisors that are on their team, by helping them, their own advisors generate that volume. So it can, it can be an advisor underneath an advisor. It could be someone that has four or five advisors, and uh, amongst all those advisors, you generate a total of $3,000 of, of volume. And you personally also generate $1,000 of volume, and that's how you maintain a silver business. So... We've been going strong now. I guess we're probably in our maybe our eighth or sixth, seventh, eighth week, and we will conclude the silver lining for this season uh, in two weeks on the 28th. That will mark our last silver lining call for the season, and we'll pick it back up uh, once Ruby boot camps are kicking off. We will pick it back up thereafter. But we have until the 28th. We have two Sunday nights left, and then we will we will run with it. We'll, we'll pick it back up in the next season. 
I uh, hope you, these are always available on uh, the, the site that you're on now. If you're listening online, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Advo Mosaic, and you can go to archives and access every silver lining call that we've ever done. Um, you can go all the way back to Kill the Flies, which was over a year ago. Um, you can go back to the very first call we ever done. You can, if you're not a part of our Pinnell, the Pinnell organization, you can even listen to our team kickoff calls, our midway refresher calls, every call we've ever done. You can listen to it right there. Um, so I encourage you go back and listen to those calls, listen to those 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 shows, and and be trained up and use it to your benefit. Especially uh, over this past six seven weeks, it's probably been the best uh, weeks of training that you're going to get. So tonight I want to do something really special for you. I want to play something. I want to give you the story of somebody um, who experienced injustice, who experienced. Um, um, had a chance to be bitter and angry and to be unforgiving and but came out of it with persistence and determination. We hear this all the time in Advocare that you need persistence, you need a, a determined mind, you need a a what is it Randy Andrews always says? A determined heart, you know, persist without exception. This is someone that did that. And this is a, this is actually one of our very first training calls we did with uh, Blog Talk probably a year ago. And as I was looking through, thinking about what I want to talk about tonight, I wanted to replay this. Uh, most of you probably have never heard this, never seen this, and if you have, uh, it'll be good to hear again. But what is this? And, you're, and I want to answer the question now. You know, what does this have to do with Advocare? Well, if you're a silver, I want you to understand something. Or if you're a new guy, you're trying to move beyond. There are probably some areas of injustice that have, that have happened in your life, some things, some areas of your life where it hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go. Someone didn't do you right. They didn't talk to you right. They didn't treat you right. And you know what? It happened for Dewey as well. So I want you to listen to the story of Dewey Bazillum, and I'll come back with some closing thoughts. Prison time, you're in a box. Every second, every day, every year, every decade, there's no hope. No matter what you accomplish in there, no matter what you do in there, you're still in that box. In 1983, Dewey Bozella arrived at Sing Sing Maximum Security Prison, a broken and bitter man. Life had hardly been fair to him. As a nine-year-old boy in Brooklyn, New York, he'd watched his father beat his mother to death. A few years later, it was his brother stabbed and killed in a fight. At 17, Dewey moved upstate to the small city of Poughkeepsie to get away and find a better life. A few months after he arrived, he was arrested for the murder of a 92-year-old woman. The only evidence against him was a couple of local criminals who swore he did it. But Dewey Bozella got 20 years to life. He spent his first few years behind bars, angry and isolated. Then he discovered the prison boxing program. It was in this unlikely sanctuary of serenity that Dewey found hope. Oh, boxing my life. Boxing is what saved me. Boxing deals with morals, obligations, and responsibilities. And the main thing is discipline. It helped me to find that freedom I needed. That was my peace. In the ring, life made sense. And Dewey's talent was unmistakable. He became the prison's undefeated light heavyweight champion. So impressive were his skills that a special fight was scheduled at Sing Sing against New York City's Golden Gloves champ, Lou DeVal. 
was one of those fights. It was, it was a war. I hit him with a good body punch. I thought I had him. He's one of those guys who just kept picking. He hit me with a three-punch combination. Blood just came straight down, just like that. The fight was stopped. I was the lucky one. Because if I would have got cut, he would have probably won. I walked out of sinks and was like, time to bullet. What I loved about it, even though it was a loss, was the fact that he's the first man to knock down Roy Jones. I can't complain. I'm happy. Win or lose, Dewey had found his salvation in boxing. And boxing had given him the strength to embark on a much bigger fight. The fight of his life. The fight for his freedom. It began with a retrial in 1990. We were very optimistic. Everyone in the courtroom, when the jury went to retire, had said they'll be back in a half an hour with a not guilty verdict. The district attorney was nervous and quickly came to Dewey with a deal. If he admitted his guilt, he'd walk out of court a free man. But boxing had transformed Dewey, and in that moment, he made a choice. His life would be defined by how he lived it, not where he spent it. I'll die before I tell you I did it. I can't. I can't. Nothing would make me say something I didn't do. Everything that I stood for, everything would have been taken away from me, everything. I can't live with you or anybody else telling me that I killed the old woman. What do I do? What do I do as a man, you know? For Dewey, his integrity is the most important thing, and I don't think Dewey would have been able to look himself in the mirror if he had confessed to something he hadn't done. That choice would cost him. When somehow, with even less evidence than the first trial, Dewey was convicted again and sent back to prison. But in Sing Sing, the fighter was defiant. To Dewey Bozella, it was simple. The only thing to do after a knockdown was to get back up. Dewey would write to me, can we do this? Can we do that? Dewey always felt that he would get out. My faith was based on having inside me that I'm getting out. He wrote Jet, Ebony, 60 Minutes. Dewey never gave up. Dewey Bozella had walked into prison all but forgotten by the world. But inside, he had made a choice to better it. He spent his days in the gym training his body and his nights in the classroom training his mind, earning bachelor's and master's degrees. He also married his girlfriend, Trina, all in an effort to leave the past behind. But life behind bars could make that very difficult, never more so than the day Dewey went to the prison chapel and came face to face with the man who'd murdered his brother. First thing I did was look him in the eyes and I asked him the question, why did you murder my brother? His words were to me. I was 15 years old and something that just happened. Right then and there, I forgave him. Even though Dewey was behind bars, he woke up every day loving life. He would come down on a visit, smiling, laughing. That was just Dewey. I learned to take myself from the bad position and make it a better position because if I hold on to it, I'm just gonna burn with, with hatred. I ain't allowed prison to make me bitter. My attitude was that I had to make myself happy. Even when his very innocence cost him a chance of parole two decades into his sentence. Parole should have been a rubber stamp, and it wasn't for the simple reason that Dewey wouldn't confess to a crime he hadn't committed. I said, Trina, I'm not telling these people I did it. I have to die in prison, that's just the way it is. 
he meant that. And that was very hard for me because I don't want to hear that. I said, Dewey, you're not coming out of here on parole. You're going to walk out the door a free man. With Trina at his side, Dewey's determination to clear his name only got stronger. For years, he'd been writing The Innocence Project, an organization that uses DNA evidence to help the wrongly convicted. In 2003, after 20 years in prison, his persistence only grew. He wrote the same exact letter every week. I have been writing this firm since 2001, and no one had answered my letters. So here I am writing again, asking for your help. I have, for the past 26 years, been fighting to prove my innocence. Finally, five years after his first letter, the Innocence Project took Dewey's case. And immediately, the lawyers were shocked at the injustice they discovered surrounding his two convictions. But disbelief turned to despair. When they learned that all the physical evidence from the case had been destroyed by police. With no DNA to work with, the Innocence Project could not continue. My heart just sunk. I knew he was innocent. I knew that if somebody just dug in there, they would find something that would overturn that conviction. The Innocence Project referred the case to a powerful law firm in New York City, where a pair of young lawyers were willing to dig in the first criminal case of their careers. We were facing incredibly long odds. We had lost files, we had dead witnesses. He needed a miracle and we needed a miracle to find something to prove that he was innocent of this 30-year-old murder. What I did was let them see through me there's hope. Never give up attitude. Dewey's attitude was contagious and the lawyers started from scratch, re-examining every detail, reconsidering every clue. And though there was nothing leading them to believe that a meeting with this man, the lead detective in the murder, would help Dewey, they met with him anyway. To their astonishment, Arthur Regula handed over a copy he'd kept of the 30-year-old case file, the only file he had taken home with him when he retired. He asked me why I kept the case file, and I, I told him I figured someday someone would come knocking on my door. There were certain things in the case that made me have doubts whether Dewey Pizzello was actually involved. Just could never throw it away. This is big. This is important. This is a connection that we're looking for. This is finally something that can get him out. And so all of a sudden, we had evidence showing that the people's witnesses were lying, that another suspect actually had confessed to the crime, and the prosecution had hid both pieces of information from Dewey for 30 years. For more than three decades, Dewey had been labeled a murderer, kept behind bars for a crime he did not commit. All the while, he'd maintained his innocence. And now, the new evidence uncovered offered hope that the scales of justice might finally weigh in his favor. On a rainy day in October 2009, Dewey was brought to the same Poughkeepsie courtroom where he'd been convicted twice before. Until I hear it, then that's what I believe in. We've been through it all. The journey has to come to an end. It's our position that the matter must be dismissed in the interest of justice, and the people so move to dismiss the indictment. Uh, Mr. Pazella is ordered to be released immediately. It's finally over. It's finally over. 
in my heart, what I was saying is, you're my husband, and you go home with me today. After all the years, all the way to the age of 51, I finally got my name clear. From the moment he walked out onto the courthouse steps, he was not angry and he wasn't going to try to uh, uh, point fingers. I'm glad that it's over with. Whatever the prosecution and, and, and the police did, I'm, I'm going to let it go because I got to move on with my life. If I worry about what they did, I'm never going to get anywhere where I need to go. All those years behind bars, Dewey had been preparing for this day. The day he would be free. Free to live the life he fought so hard for. Today, Dewey Bozella fights for a new generation. Using his skills as a boxer to teach the values and the discipline of sport taught him in prison. He also holds on to a dream. To get back one small piece of the life that was taken from him. He wants just one fight as a free man. It'll be easy to train for, considering he's already won the most difficult fight he'll ever face. A man's reputation is everything if he's fighting for something that's of a worthy cause. My worthy cause was my freedom. Wow, that's a powerful story. And you can find that on YouTube, narrated so beautifully by Matthew McConaughey. I may or may not love listening to him talk. Amy, that's for you. Uh, But, uh, nonetheless, the story is amazing. And he said a couple of things in his story. Was that he was going to be defined not by where he lived life, but how he lived it. And I want to say to some of some of you that are out there right now, we are smack dab in the middle, right in the middle spot between success schools. We are sixty. Was it close to ninety days past success school? The energy is gone. Hawaii, we're not even on the chart. We're nowhere near it. We haven't accomplished anything we said we were going to do in at success school. 13,000 people were screaming. We were one of them. We're going to be there. It was hot. And you can remember, I want you to think back to how much you sweated walking down those streets in Texas. I want you to think back to the promises that you made to yourself while you were there, the things that you wrote in your journal, maybe the tears that you cried while you were sitting there in that arena, and the promises that you made. And I want you to look at where you're at right now in this business. And I want you to ask yourself, have you fought for the things in your life, the freedom that you're looking for with the intensity and the determination that Dewey fought for. 30-plus years he was unjustly accused and held behind bars for a murder he did not commit. And he fought, and he fought because he knew what was right and he knew what was in his heart to find his ultimate freedom. And are you willing to fight? You may not, you're, none of us on this call are facing that type of li- literal behind bars bondage. But we're all in some sort of bondage. It's either health, it's either time, energy, or money. And you saw what Advocare could be. Have you fought with that intensity? I challenge you right now tonight to reevaluate your vision, reevaluate your dream, reevaluate your purpose. We're 90 days. Not sit here tonight and look back. Yes, so I just reminded you what, what the past 90 days may not. Now, some of you, they may have been. You've accomplished it. I believe there are people on this call who did set in motion in their mind that they were going to do something, and you've gone above and beyond or your own pace. And congratulations to you. Keep fighting because it's only going to get harder. It's only going to get harder. I'm not here to tell you that it's going to be easy. It's only going to get harder. But for those of you who you felt like quitting, 
you felt like stopping, that maybe this isn't for you, you're overwhelmed, I challenge you to realize, don't look at the fact that it's half empty, but look at it's half full. You still have 90 days left until success school. You can still get to Hawaii. Angela and I earned Peter Island, our very first trip. We had to do $70,000 in volume in eight and a half weeks, and we did it. Not because we were so awesome, not because we had so much greatness inside of us, but because we had a sponsor in Crystal who, who believed in us and told us we could and gave us the plan to do it. And then we're telling you the same thing. There's not a person that's not listening to this tonight that cannot go and earn Hawaii. They cannot go and earn rookie bonuses. Get in your Ruby boot camps. Get in there and commit to the process. Six weeks. Over the next six weeks, fight for your freedom. Fight to get 30 points. But don't look at – it's not about – if you're not in Ruby boot camp, maybe the next time around you will be. But those of you that are, I'm tell, talking to you. Don't look at people. Don't look at the points, but look at the people. Know that walk, getting those points is walking, helping people, unlocking the, the cages, unlocking the prison cells, and helping other people be free is how you find your freedom. So I challenge you to get off this phone, to reassess and reevaluate. Are you fighting as hard now as you were when you were walking down that hot, nasty, humid streets in Fort Worth, Texas back in July? Are you fighting as hard now in the middle of fall? When we're nowhere, nowhere near the the past success school, and we're not that far, we're pretty far away from the next one. We're at the halfway point. Are you fighting as hard for your family, for your freedom? Gather yourself, shake it off. You may have been knocked down. You may have been unjustly accused. You may have been facing some things that were that you may have been facing some things that were not your fault or not your problem. You know what? Get up. Stop making excuses. Let's get after. Shake yourself off. Start training again. Get on the products again. You may have fell off the products a little bit. It's okay. Go start fresh in the morning. Tomorrow's a new day. Start a brand new 24-day challenge tomorrow. Start a new max phase tomorrow and say this is a new day. This is the day that it starts. Go over your list again. Go back to the basics. Listen to the other silver lining calls. Listen to the top ten mistakes. Start talking to people. Start seeing people with their problems, not people as prospects. See them as a, as a, you're a voice that can help them. Reach their potential, your voice that can help them find freedom. You can do it. We believe in you. We know that you can go out and you can accomplish great things and amazing things. But it does no good for me to believe in you. We can pump you up and we can emotionally set you charged up. And you, many of you came back from Ladies Alive here, you're, or you're headed to one in the next few weekends, and you're going to get charged up. But you know what? It does absolutely nothing to get charged up and not go to action, not go to work, not to get what Angela called analysis paralysis, where you analyze your business so much that it paralyzes you and you don't do anything. So I challenge you to find one thing that you're going to do more of this week. You're going to commit to this many three-way calls. That's it. Just the set a number of three-way calls you're going to do. You're going to set up a number of exact two-on-ones you're going to do or one-on-ones. You're going to call some of the people, the chicken list, the people that you haven't talked to that you want to. You're going to call them up. Do it. Do it. I challenge you tonight. I'm not trying to hype you up or get you all emotional. I want you to look, though, internally. The majority of this business of AdvoCare is won or lost between your ears. And that one foot, that 18 inches between your ears is where your business will grow. When you conquer those 18 inches in your ear, between your ears, your business will begin to grow. Many of you, the battle is not to get skinny. The battle is not to make money. The battle is the mind. It's to overcome your doubt, overcome your unbelief, overcome your fears, overcome your obstacles, to overcome everything that everyone said about you, 
to overcome everything you've believed about you, to overcome those things is your greatest battle. You're never going to outgrow those things. You just got to learn how to fight, y'all. You got to learn how to fight. You can't succumb to the pressure, succumb to the depression, succumb to the to the analyzation and to the critique of those that are around you that have all the answers and, and none of the money and none of the solutions. But you've got to give in to who you are and whose you are, and you've got to fight with the tenacity and realizing that if you're going to get to diamond, you've got to get to silver and you've got to get to gold, and you're going to take these steps and walk this process together with your team and with your family. But do not be defined by your past, but be defined by where you're going, where you're moving forward in your business. So with that, I want to hear that you're challenged. I want to see that you move forward. Don't get emotional, and, 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 and I want you to be emotional. I want you to be emotional tonight. Some of us, you need to be. Some of us need to really get dive into the meat and potatoes of Advocare. Well, all we are is emotional. We're all the ones we are always posting on Facebook, but we're never doing anything. And then there's other of us that never post on Facebook because we're just we think that's silly. You know what? We need, you need a little bit of both. You need some emotional. You need emotional gut check. You need to let the tears flow. You need to let the take a walk tonight outside and just and pray or do whatever you need to do that helps you meditate to think and just reevaluate where you're at in your business and where you're at in your life. You go back to the first thing you wrote down. Go back to the first day you heard about Advocare. The day you placed your advisor or the day that you got it, you were at school, whatever it was, go back to that and evaluate where you are right now and hit the reset button. Just hit the reset button. Tomorrow morning, reset. We have two days left in this close, two days left in this pay period. Stop at nothing to help as many people as you can get started. You want to hit 3K? How many people are you going to help tomorrow? How many people are going to help Tuesday? Stop looking at your own 3K. Look at the people that you need to help. Look at the people on your job, the people at the daycare, the people at the park. Look at the people all around you and see their needs. Here, listen to what they're saying. Their energy levels are down. They're, they're, they need to lose weight. Some people, it's blatantly obvious they need to lose weight. You, you can't just go up to them and go, hey, I was noticing that you're pretty big. You can't do that. Obviously, it's, it'd be rude, but you can offer energy. You can offer sparks. Say, look, I'm, I, want, I'm, I want to give you a spark. This is going to help your energy levels. And you can find that out. You don't know about the financial side, but don't be afraid to talk about it. Talk about where you're going. But hit the reset button. Go to sleep tonight forgetting what you have not accomplished and pushing forward to what you will accomplish. And make the next 90 days the greatest 90 days your business has ever known. And it starts now. It starts right now. Okay? Have a great night. We'll talk with you soon. Hello.